0: It's time for Weekdays with Wilk, your daily dose of sports and how it affects the state of Utah. Here's your host, Tanner Wilkinson. Welcome on in. It's Tuesday. Breaking news from the Jazz. Just signed a longtime NBA veteran. We'll tell you who coming up on the program. First, it's time for the shortest rundown in the history of the show. Do you know what a rundown is? Uh, Can you get this rundown for me? This rundown better be really good. But It sounds like the rundown is really important. Drew Timmy scored 18 points, and Joel Ayai added 16, and topped rank Gonzaga racked up another lopsided win. Blowing past St. Mary's, 78-55 in the West Coast Conference Tournament semifinals, Zags dominated from a big opening run, led by 18 at halftime, to cruise into their nation-best 24th conference tournament title game. Jalen Sugg scored 15 points, and Gonzaga shot 53% to tie the school record with its 29th straight win, dating back to last season. Logan Johnson led St. Mary's with 15 points. BYU Cougars moving on to the final round of the West Coast Conference Tournament after defeating Pepperdine 82-77 in overtime. Alex Barcelo scored 23 points and 9 rebounds for the Cougars with another 18 coming from Matt Harms. Cougars will fight for the WCC title against top-ranked Gonzaga later tonight. And that's legit it. That's your rundown. So not a whole lot to to talk about score-wise at the beginning of this week, but that's going to change as the week moves on. Lots of top 25 college basketball. NBA gets back in action tomorrow night. Thank heavens uh, for that. It's been kind of weird not watching the NBA uh, last night. And even, you know, the All-Star game is its own kind of thing. Competition's not the same, although they're the best players on the planet. I don't know. It'll be interesting to uh, see where that uh, what that all leads to, but uh talking wcc semis gonzaga did what gonzaga does this might be the best offensive team not just of the last decade but in the last you know 20 25 plus years they are so just good and so they just make it look so easy out there amazing what this gonzaga team's done going to be interesting to see what BYU does with them tonight BYU is going to have to play a lot better tonight if they want any kind of chance uh, to Beacon Zaga, and really, part of it is just the mindset of March—just win. That's uh, that's a big part of it. You know, move on to the next play, move on to the next game. Uh, that's just how March rolls. So it'll be interesting to see what happens tonight. Uh, BYU um, figured a way to win the game, though. That's what matters—is you win. And BYU did that last night. Uh, Mark Pope, continuing to put his stamp of importance within in the conference. This will be his first uh, conference title game that he'll be a part of at BYU as the head coach. Obviously, they missed out last year just barely uh, on a last-second shot to Jordan Ford. I don't like the way the WCC tournament's set up in terms of bracketing. I just don't. Um, I do think there's better opportunities out there. Um, not 100% sure, though, what what those are, whether that's just going back to the old formatting or, you know, what the deal is. So uh, excited for that game, though, tonight. It's always good when BYU gets to play on the national stage, and that's uh, that's definitely something that, that should be fun tonight. Uh, good news coming out from the NBA All-Star game. There were no positive tests for anyone that was involved or participated. I think that's a good sign of things to come moving forward. Uh, I wasn't a big fan, you know, of... Just wasn't that big of a fan of them doing the All Star game in the first place. That being said, um I they proved me wrong in some way. I think it was a good thing. It ended up being a good thing. Again, hindsight's twenty twenty, so the fact that you didn't have any immediate repercussions from this it was it was a good thing. It was a good thing for the NBA. Uh, Atlanta Hawks forward Cam Reddish had a non surgical procedure on his Achilles. Reddish, pretty important player for the Hawks, averages 11 points. He started in 21 of the 26 games that he's played in. Uh, So keep an eye on that for Atlanta. That's really all we got NBA-wise. Lots to talk about within the NFL. A lot of guys getting franchise tagged or not getting franchise tagged. Uh, We'll up-to-date you on all of those. Those have just constantly been happening uh, throughout the day. Just going to really pull up uh, Adam Schefter's Twitter account. But the biggest one yesterday was Dak Prescott agreeing on a long-term negotiation with the Cowboys, 160 million over 4 years, 66 million dollars in a signing bonus comes a day before the deadline to put a franchise tag and uh overall this is the good this is a good thing from Dallas. A lot of people don't like Dak. I love Dak Prescott. I think he's got the heart of a champion. I think he's got all the tools that it takes to to make it great in the NFL, he's got the underdog story, but now it's time to put his money where his mouth is. He's got to win. He's got to get Dallas into the into the Super Bowl, not just the playoffs. You got to get Dallas to a place they haven't been in really the majority of my lifetime. Um, but overall, this was the right decision for Dallas. He's Dak, Dak's a tremendous quarterback. They needed to go out and do that, and uh, I think it, I just think it was really really smart. Uh, for them to to make that happen. Uh, you, you don't just come upon a quarterback like that every once in a while. So uh, overall, a really good move for the Dallas Cowboys. All right, here's our up-to-date on the franchise tag stuff. Carolina Panthers tagging offensive tackle Taylor Moten. Good move. Seahawks are not tagging Chris Carson. I know some Seahawks fans upset about that. Bears will tag Allen Robinson. Good move by the Chicago Bears. Uh, Hunter Henry is not getting tagged. Chargers tight end. Kenny Galladay, Lions wide receiver, not getting tagged. That's another huge free agent uh, that's going to be out there at the wide receiver core. Brad Dupree, Pittsburgh uh, guy they franchised last year, is not going to be getting that. Chris Godwin of the Buccaneers getting a franchise tag as well. So kind of interesting. Patriots won't be tagging Joe Thuney going to be really interesting uh to see what other tags come out throughout the day uh deadline uh, coming up for that tonight interesting story in college hoops uh Creighton's coach Greg McDermott the father of NBA player Doug McDermott uh his suspension's been lifted he made some racially insensitive remarks during his uh, his players during a post-game talk and really what this comes down to is you just gotta be smart. You gotta understand what era we're in, what day and age this is, how wrong it is to say those kind of things. You just gotta be smarter. You know, work smarter, not harder, and that's I think what it comes down to. And I think it's the kind of guy knowing Greg and his coaching style, he's one to learn from his mistakes. He's one to try and get better. That's one thing I really admire about Greg. He he does that as a coach in his basketball you know, different things. And I think he does a good job of that uh, in the in these kind of situations too. So it'll be interesting because Creighton's a good team. They've got a chance to make a good tournament run. We'll see if this, uh, this continues with that or not. Uh, Ohio State football having to pause workouts for a week because of positive COVID tests. Um, they had issues all season long and still made it to the national championship game. This isn't something that's a huge deal. Uh, but it is something to talk about college football-wise. Pac-12 tournament tipping off tomorrow. Utes in Washington will cover that more tomorrow, as mentioned. Uh, Utah should get the win tomorrow, but, again, we'll we'll talk more about that. Mount West tournament also beginning tomorrow. Utah State won't play till Friday until they face the winner of UNLV and Air Force, or, excuse me, Aggies don't play until Thursday. Excuse me on that. Uh, Aggies end their regular season 18 and seven, really just barely on the outside trying to make it in. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, Utah State does in that tournament. BYU fans were sure happy last night uh, outside of the basketball game, but they got two really good receivers, brothers, to uh, to transfer in to Provo. Uh, Sampson and Puka Nakua. If you the Nakua's name's familiar to you, it's because of their stud safety brother Kai. Atwa had one of the best season, couple seasons at BYU. His senior, junior and senior year were just phenomenal. A ball hawk. He's kind of known for that famous pick six at the end of the Boise State game in 2015. Just a really tremendous clutch player for BYU. And now you get his two brothers who are receivers. Sampson will be a senior, so he's a grad transfer from the University of Utah. Good receiver. He's going to be able to come in and make an impact right away. Puka, on the other hand, is one of the Highest recruited receivers out of the state of Utah ever, played at Orem High, was at Washington, didn't seem happy there. They both wanted to come back to Utah County to be close to their mom. Their dad passed away uh, not too long ago, if I remember correctly. So they feel like it's important for them to be around their family in Utah County, and BYU is the place they're going to be doing it. Puka is going to have a chance to be one of the best receivers in the history of BYU football just based on his athleticism, just based on his talent. These are huge gets, and likely, you know, Samson doesn't have to sit out because he's a graduate transfer. Puka is not going to have to sit out likely because the NCAA is likely passing the one-time transfer waiver, I meaning you can transfer one time without having to sit out for a year. That is gigantic for BYU. Gigantic being able to get that. This, this receiving core is shaping out, even though they lose Dax Milne, And Matt Bushman decided not to come back after his Achilles injury. This team's got a really deep receiving core. I mean, Isaac Rex proved himself as a freshman last year. Dallin Holker is coming off of his LDS mission. Those are two really good tight ends. Carter Wheat's not a bad third tight end in there. Uh, Really, really like what I've seen out of, obviously, Gunnar Romney and Neil Pauu are good veterans. They're proven. Cody Epps and Keanu Hill are two guys I feel like that can continue to get better. Uh, Chase Roberts is home from his mission. He was an All American receiver in high school. And now you add the two Nakuas in there. Whoever ends up being the starting quarterback for BYU is going to have a really, really good group of weapons. I haven't even gotten to the running backs in Algier and Katoa and fullback Mason Wake. This is going to be another really good offense. Uh, You know, you you do lose. Offensive line is going to be an interesting hole with Tristan Hodge and Brady Christensen but you still got James Empey anchoring up front and you bring a lot of experience back on the offensive line. This offense is going to have a really good chance to be really really good again this upcoming season. So, something to keep an eye on for BYU, really good exciting news. I was going to lay down and take a nap yesterday and BYU tweeted out the googly eyes. I thought, "Great, I'm going to miss this during my nap, whatever's happening." Literally 5 minutes within me woke, waking up is uh is when that went down. So, going to be going to be really interesting. To see how that uh, how that works out for BYU in the in the recruiting process. Jazz making news today. They uh, have agreed to a deal with Urson Ilyasova. Big Turkish man. He is a vet. He's played in eight hundred career games. First made his NBA debut in November of two thousand and six. Uh, dude can. Flat-out shoot the basketball. Just an absolute stud shooter from Turkey. Uh, career 36% three-point shooter, 10 points, six rebounds a game for him. Uh, at this stage in his career, he's not going to give you a ton. Played just 15 minutes a game last year with Milwaukee. Last couple of years with the Bucks, averaged just seven points a game. Uh, still shoots it good from three, though, right at that 36% range. That's kind of what you're going to expect him to shoot for the majority of the season. But I don't see him really getting a ton of minutes with the Jazz. He's a good depth piece, though. If an injury were to occur to a Royce O'Neal or a George Niang or even a Bojan Bogdanovic, this is a guy that could come in and play minutes. He's been there before he's played you know, in playoff games. Uh, that's something to keep an eye on too. Uh, just a solid pickup by the Jazz. Nothing super flashy, you know. Nothing absolutely out of this world. He can play the small ball center if he absolutely needs to. Although he's really, he's really a powerful one of the first real true stretch power forwards. Uh, overall, he's played in fifty-one playoff games, which that's something to take note of. I think as well. And from three, though, in those playoff games, not the best, just 28% from three in the playoffs. Uh, granted, he his playoffs have been more recent in his career. Well, it'll be interesting to see just what kind of role is in store for him with this Jazz team. Again, I'm not completely sold on how much playing time he's going to get, but it's a good move. The Jazz, per league rules, because they waived Shaquille Harrison, had to go out and sign someone. Urson was their was their guy i believe and uh just provide some good depth the jazz i think still need to go out and get another wing defender if they can on the waiver market if a trevor ariza becomes available i think that would be a really good move for utah uh will be interesting to see but uh good overall good good news for the jazz i think that uh that move really shores up more of the of the depth that you got going on so all right, games going on tonight. Really, there's only one to talk about BYU and Gonzaga. It's at 7 on ESPN. I'm going to take Gonzaga. I really wish I could take BYU tonight, but I just, it's just not going to. This Gonzaga team's way too good. If you're bringing BYU's guys, if you combine, you know, Yoli Childs and Jake Toulson, TJ Haas, Zach Sellius, Dalton Nixon with Brandon Averett, Alex Barcelo, and Matt Harms, maybe we could have a separate discussion. But as of right now, this, this Gonzaga team's just too good. So I'm going to take the Zags. Hope BYU pulls the upset off tonight, but uh, anyway, enjoy that the game's earlier, that it's not such a late game tonight. And also, don't forget to love one another. This is Weekdays with Wilk.